Hello and welcome to the Agile People Broadcast. My name is David Thompson, I'm your host. Today we'll be talking about cross-functional teamwork and I'm joined today by the author, Wouter Back, who will be interviewed by Eva Henriksen of the Agile People Collective. Over to you, Wouter. Thank you, David, Eva. Hi there. So, um, yeah, so my background is an industrial engineer and uh, basically I've always been working in uh, large international companies, working in and living in UK, Denmark, Hong Kong, and my home base is the Netherlands. Um, being, uh, uh, you know, experienced, having uh, had various end responsible roles in HR, end responsible roles in HR, from always from a business point of view, business industrial engineering point of view, trying to see what does the business need and how can we then adapt and tune the buttons in our uh, toolbox in HR to, uh, to, to facilitate that. Now, at the end, you know that the organizations are, are changing, that the business models are changing because the environment is changing. And now, how can you do that best? And we've been struggling for years. And then, like Eva mentioned, we, we, we stumbled upon, okay, agile, what is that? And then you see it's working in part of organizations, at least. Why is it not working you know, in HR so much? That uh, together with my partner in crime, in, uh, in, in, in business, that's uh, our, our future exceed uh, consultancy, Bala. Uh, we looked at uh, very deeply at Agile already for a couple of years ago, trying to find, okay, how can we actually implement that? How can we use that? And uh, that's why we uh, connected with uh, Agile People. We were both also co-authors of the, uh, of the Agile People Manifesto and uh, co-author of, of the book that, that we're talking about for this chapter. So I'm looking very much forward to actually make a dent, uh, give an impact people, whoever is listening to this, to get a, a little bit of a flavor of the, of the beauty and, and the richness of this, this agile thinking and uh, how it could help organizations forward and functions like HR forward. Fantastic, Voter. Uh, so uh, yes, so you mentioned a couple of things there. So um, the company um, Future Exceed that you founded with um, Bala, and we will be speaking to Bala later on um, this month as well, um, with one of the other Agile people principles, which is boundary spanning, which I know that you cover quite a bit in, in this section as well. You know, it's um, the, the, the Agile principle, people principles are, are not, are not um, in self-isolation. They, they sort of tend to cross, cross over. Um, and another interesting point there, you've been working with Agile for quite some time before you were introduced to Agile people. And so you're obviously well-skilled, well-experienced that when your contribution to that Agile people manifesto um, that has then contributed into this book that we, we're referring to, um, um, you know, how, how, how did that come about in, in terms of you linking up with the Agile people community, uh, linking up with Pia Maria, um in that vein as well yeah we wanted of course to be educated so we looked at who are the uh, the thought leaders in this industry and 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 pia clearly is one of the of the leads there being one of the first coming up with agile on, on people's side of it you know helping that to translate that into what does it mean for the people side of the business and not only you know it bits and bytes and uh, so we have been educating ourselves through their courses uh, and uh, found ourselves uh, being very yeah, inspired. And, uh, but we also, what we also did, for example, is, is educate ourselves on, on DevOps, you know, in Scaled Agile. We've, we're, we've been certified DevOps practitioners now. That's, that's kind of collating also how to, 
you know, cross uh, uh, organization, two functions in an organization with totally different uh, cultures, so to say. How can you bridge that gap in order to make, make the organization more smooth? Yeah. And that has everything to do with an agile uh, people mindset. Yeah. You know, and uh, what about the, uh, the the agile people manifesto? We thought as as a collective there with uh, is it twenty I think twenty or eighteen people from different parts of the world. We came together for a couple of days in Sweden, uh, initiated by Pia, on translating in a new way what what would be an ideal kind of uh, culture in an organization that describes kind of the more the people side of it. So we came up with these seven. Uh, manifesto principles and uh, actually today uh, my part we will focus on the principle of and I'll read it <laughs> I tell people harness the power of boundary spanning to facilitate proactive collaboration across organizational barriers now that is a quite a difficult sentence but uh, in my experience if you if you work that with for example the management team of a larger organization and you say hey can you read that sentence? What do you think it is? What is behind it? We can explain a little bit, but let them find it out. And then say, hey, it actually totally makes sense for people to say, hey, boundary spend. Yes, we have silos in our organizations. Yeah, We have different functions. We have people working not seamlessly together. We have communication issues. Uh, so this this works. This should work. We, we, we want to make it work. And then you can ask, okay, give me some examples. How is this promoted in your company then if, if this makes sense to you are you working on it or why is it not a priority and then you take it a step further and that's actually also what we do at future C to really try and uh, accelerate organizational culture change and then in a direction that we think makes sense and that is a direction with 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 apple agile people uh, principles Thank you, Walter. And you're absolutely right. When when it's written down like this, it almost seems to say, so why are we not working this way? You know, this is the way we organically learned and grew together, where we worked in collaboration. We, we weren't skilled. We didn't have that experience or capacity. We just, you know, we just jumped in and, and got on with it. You know, and it seems sort of almost... Um, baby steps that you know we're trying to teach organi large organizations to, to go back to that that kind of premise of you know remember what it was like when you knew nothing and um you know and it's but but nowadays you know you see so much of that that siloed mm -hmm. working for whatever reason and it's um, it's just crippling organizations isn't it they, they can't get their away from that Okay, thank you, Walter. We're going to jump into that. Um, so we keep talking about Kia Maria. Yes, give her a full name. Kia Maria Th Thoren is um, she's the inspiration director and founder of the Agile People Community. And um, so if you want to speak to Pia, she will be a guest on one of these episodes. She is coming. We make that promise to you. She will be here. Even though she, we have to drag her kicking and screaming, which we won't have to do too much, um, she will be joining us. Absolutely. Um, and if you want to see more of, of Agile People, then, then log into agilepeople.com or you can listen to us on agilepeople.com, Captivate FM um, for more podcast episodes. They are coming thick and fast. Um, so, without further ado, let's go back to Wouter, who's going to take us through his cross-functional teamwork. And Eva Henriksen is going to quiz the hell out of him on HR. <laughs> Over to you, Wouter. Yeah. 
So yeah, but where, where to start? You know, uh, the, the the theme uh, I'd like to bring in is you know from silos to T-shaped functions. That's how that the chapter is also called. And what do I mean to, with with that? So first of all, HR starts uh, to to become uh, very important, or is is very important, of course. The HR part of the organization. But then sometimes the mistake that people take is that okay, we need to have the, the current existing shape and form of HR, then delivering something different. You know, you need to somehow also rethink, okay, what, what do we actually need then? What, you know, and is that in the same form and shape? So it's already a starting point that you need to change. But let, let's go back to where, where I think organizations in, with silos, where, where, where does it come from? Of course, it's com coming from yeah, some specialism that you put in and, and those you know, those uh, special services are, are needed. That's, that's no doubt. But uh, in, in, the, uh, in the agile thinking, you talk about T-shaped people, right? So you know a lot of one thing and uh, enough of other things that are, you know, uh, that you need to collaborate with or need to understand or need to whatever fit into the next step in the value chain, right? So do we think that people know what T-shaped skills are, Voter? Is that... Is that something that people are, are understanding <coughs> or, or, or you're seeing in your experience that people have that type of skill anyway? Uh, I think uh, the, the depends on that, which part of the organization sometimes are. If you're really deep into a, a high-tech development, then uh, yeah, you need those super specialists. But also organizations become to understand that you know, before you know it, a certain technology is, is superseded with, with an even better technology than if you have a super specialist in one area, it's a dead end uh, street. And actually it's not so efficient because these people always need to, the, the, the things that they produce or they think of need to fit into a, a bigger thing, right? So they need to understand where does it go to. And in the end, actually, in agile world is understand what does it bring to the client, right? What is the added value? <coughs> and more and more people work in teams. Uh, so you need to understand the lingo and the specialist, you know, quotes of, of your neighbor uh, and, and also understand. And for example, in, you know, and is that from is that from a, a within the company point of view? So from an HR point of view within the company, or is that a sort of consultancy type language that gets bandied about and and not quite understood from the client? Yeah, you may be you may be a little bit right. So T-shaped is is I don't know. It's uh, ten years ago I, I had, didn't hear of it, but we did hear of okay, what makes a, a good specialist? Uh, uh, you know, a top. <coughs> And that is not being more special and that being, okay, more interactive, more com communicative with the neighboring specialisms, right? So, and that is something that core organizations already knew and uh, already tried to, you know, uh, teach uh, and, and let them develop into that, those directions more wider and also becoming more flexible in, you know, uh, you know, this month we need somebody a little bit more at this edge. Next month we need somebody bit with more data what would be wonderful if it's the same person yeah right so uh, that that is what company uh, now see and wh what helps is that if you have you know shared goals if you have uh, you know between the departments or between teams uh, you have more more of shared goals and less of individual goals yeah because there you go if you have a, a specialism with individual goals and thereby 
you know, in the past in HR, we played a, a role that, that helped uh, forward, helped us forward at that point in time. But now it's the time to let that go is, is in our principles to go more for team play, right? It's teams that make uh, make the clock tick. Teams that people would like to work in, right? Not as a island uh, being, you know, the, the guru being unmissable and, and getting stress if something goes wrong because everybody calls you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> go back to that that team thinking and then say, okay, if, if a team is responsible for the collective result, yeah. let them play along and, and give all the boundary conditions, shape that right in order for them to uh, excel instead of for one person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. When, when um, people now hear more about the you know, T-shaped person, uh, what are their reactions in your opinion? Well, uh, let me give you an example. In the past, uh, I, and I've worked with uh, semiconductors industry, very specialized industry, NXP is one of the companies of Philips Semiconductors. And we had a uh, so-called dual ladder promotion system. So, so not only it, through the management ladder, you could you get a career, but also you get promoted to next levels or next levels of payment, you know, uh, reward uh, because of your purely your technical skills and your technical impact. And one of the very important aspects thereof was, okay, how, how, do, you, uh, how do you communicate not only to the, the management team that needs to make decisions that impact your specialism or the other way around that needs to make decisions where your specialism is needed, but also how do you coach others? How do you bring others to the same level, right? How do you connect with neighboring context and how do you actually very importantly update your skills from the outside in from the world right from market because otherwise you with your guru status you steer the organization to a wrong you know platform or whatever and business goes down in the end so that is that became very important and and i remember one one person a top specialist what was being uh, you know proposed to be promoted and then uh, the the committee that i was in we said, yeah, that's nice, but we haven't seen the person doing this. And then uh, we told the manager, yeah, you have to disappoint him, come back in a half year or in a year, but they need to approve it. So yeah, but he does that in a, okay. Uh, a half year later, it appeared that this manager no longer went to these conferences, no longer went to the meetings, but he sent that person. The guy blossomed up and the impact was, you know, fivefold instead of that the manager would go always on these things now and we were happy, happy to promote him we could have done that a, a half year earlier but this way we actually switched the mindset in the organization now these guys are actually should be given the floor because these are the role models you know and if you do that with a few few examples in your organizations being small or large the rest starts to believe it and say okay this is my esteem i no longer want to leave my specialism and become a mediocre manager. People meant because that's not really my skill, but okay, I need to pay the mortgage. But uh, let me go into this more specialist uh, area. And then specialists, don't get me wrong, it's not a, a eye-shaped specialist, but that really we said, get that top on your eye, make the T, because otherwise you're not going to get to a next level. So it was already there and was not uh, consulting language at that time. But it really helped. And then does I, this I, actually start to go towards your your dream team? Apologies, Eva. Um, um, that that your so-called dream team, um, voter. Is that what you're looking to get to? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, doing things. So if you talk about HR, then, uh, you know, I've, I've been in, in several situations and, and, and David, you know, it, if you, for example, need to go to a next level of an, uh, HRIS information system, you, you implement an IT system. First of all, don't say we're going to implement the tool to say, Hey, we're going to make things easier for the users. Huh? And okay. What is it? then? what do you need? You first go and ask. Mm then you look at your processes can we you know shape those processes in a concise and simple way and then you talk about hey let's find a tool that, that helps there but uh, in in those in those that journey you can say from hr hey we we assemble a team from within hr people who have some genes to understand it a bit sometimes very hard to find by the way uh, and some and, and people from, for example we need to do reporting in the system so find people that that know a little bit about numbers difficult to ask sometimes you need and that's the backbone you need good data how do we get and, and manage good data and i'd say get a financial controller for you know for 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 numbers get an it person with one leg in into the people business to understand what does it mean for it and get, for example, uh, you know, a, 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 a marketing person, how to, you know, promote this, this stuff and, uh, you know, get different people from different corners of your organization in your team to let you, uh, you know, not find, uh, how you call it, invent the wheel yourself again, yeah. but take these talents. Now, that's an ideal situation. So it remained a dream team for me. Right, so you only get one or two uh, if if you do it well of those those people in such a team because they're very busy. And again, their bosses and the next bosses they have also a, a target, right? And uh, they don't want to let these pe persons out of their uh, their orbit uh, just for that, uh, especially not full time. So you need to do a lot of uh, evangelizing, so to say, to get people in, uh, even if it's uh, you know a temporary project, right? To say, yeah can go to HR, but isn't that the dead end? So, yeah, uh, I believe you need to work on many different levels, directly with the, the, all different kind of people, you know, to interact, but also with the top management to understand. So they let the people of, and give it more time because in the end, they will eventually realize it was a good idea. So, so that's probably yeah. the hard thing. How do we do that best? And how do we, you know, get this to happen? And, and so, and so, what's what's the impediment there, Eva, around that? Particularly from an HR point of view, particularly from an, a traditional HR role point of view, to now what we know or are looking for HR to be in the future. I didn't really hear you. <laughs> what's um, so? I, I'm I'm trying to sort of compare against what the traditional HR role. So some of those impediments that Vauter was talking about there, or being able to move forward in terms of you know technology upgrades or, or influencing leadership in in terms of you know the key skills across the organisation. Is is that a purely a traditional HR role, or is that is it? Are we starting to shift away from that? Um, we start, oh, we're starting to shift away from that. Absolutely. And I think that HR has been trying to do that for many years, actually, but hasn't really found the, the best way to do it. And I actually think that Agile can help a lot mm -hmm. uh, with that, the, the Agile mindset. And uh, uh, we definitely have to move into the next era. And I think we are on a good way to do that. 
And do we think that just now that we're just in that transition phase where where people are, are particularly in today's era with them, COVID and stuff like that, that people are taking that collective step to say, you know, this is the perfect opportunity to reflect on what we, we don't do well, um, that we've been failing in, in past years to do, and, 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 and particularly because we've not been able to pivot or adapt to the current climate. So we're kind of inwardly reflecting on so what can we do differently and so what that transition is we're still really looking at it we're having the conversation and we're having the discussion before we do anything really concrete but once we've made that sort of decision to move forward and identify that then then yes agility and that ability to adapt will be sort of front and center of, of our thinking i'm thinking that um HR will definitely have <clears throat> to go into a different mindset and, and, and drive the change uh, in a totally different way that we have been doing earlier. And that is what's going to make the difference. I don't know. What do you think, Butter? Yeah, I'd like to go back, always go back to the, the essence uh, of things. That is these, these teams, how to support you know, if you're thinking teams and not individuals, teams of T-shaped people, right? So they are thriving, right? Imagine. Uh, and then what, what do they need? And I really like to go back, if, if you have the book that we, we're talking about, it's a long name, your call to action for the future of work, Agile People Principles. At the beginning, there's also a section around the uh, Agile People Coach, which is actually also a, a course, certified coach, certified course. Uh, an agile people coach is actually the starting point is listen and, and watch and observe what is needed in this team and that can be you know uh, you know intervention then you talk more talk about management right or it can be you know uh, just coaching or or teaching or facilitating these kind of roles gradually if you look at it, the essence partly are, are hr the traditional hr business partner and partly they are the traditional line manager so to say so it, it becomes a little bit more blended so that role would already cover a lot of what people now think okay that's hr right hr needs to drive this needs to drive that i think try try and think the other way around imagine yourself you know uh, what i like is on friday it's friday today uh, to go to the to the market or my wife goes to the market there she's friends with the fish fish dealer there right so the the, the market stall get fruits, veggies, fresh stuff, you know, and each of those market stall keepers, so to say, they, 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 they love their work, right? Now imagine you know, 30, 40 years ago, the supermarket came along, right? Imagine that these people are still, would still be in the supermarket and handing you all these the, the stuff from the from the from the stock, right? So it's, hey, you want fish? Here's a uh, you know, packed fish, or you want cheese? Here's what what is the use? It does not add its value, right, anymore. So the, what if they would have kept, you know, very closely onto their role and wanting to serve a person, and, and the people are already along to a next step. That's a little bit the feeling I, I get with with HR sometimes that they're trying to hold on to, okay, the function HR needs to defend, uh, be better, become, etc. Yeah, of course, and all the, all the essential things that HR has brought or is, is still bringing need to be covered, but maybe in a different way. Find out for your organization and the majority of your organization, 
how can you best cover that? So from the mindset change uh, as a support function and for other support functions as well, actually also finance, from how can I keep my function available and survive, et cetera, leave that, <laughs> that path and go to what is actually needed to make the life easier for our primary activities? Like Porter described the primary and secondary uh, uh, or support uh, activities. So start there. You know, and if you do that, you get different answers and maybe easier answers than, than looking indeed into your own you know, uh, silo. Oh, my God, we have now a data issue where we are not understanding that. Or maybe it's uh, you know, joining a team up with IT uh, and help, let them help you on data quality because they're good at that. Uh, and, and maybe even, you know, it, it takes guts. Huh? Also in that uh, agile uh, people coach, uh, it, it takes guts to let go. So I would like to see the first uh, CEO that actually says, hey, for example, on uh, recruitment, right? Look at it as a, you know, a, a, a talent uh, supply chain, so to say, huh? from uh, recruiting, marketing, and etc. First CEO to say, guys, uh, the improvement of our, our recruitment is so important, I give it to uh, marketing, right? Because the first step now is to get more people interested in our company. And then a half year later, say, thank you. We've done a good job. I now uh, declare my director of uh, supply chain to get all the, you know, the processes in place. And then in the end, maybe there's indeed you know, an HR uh, person that, that, that uh, maintains whatever now is running quite well, right? And we should not be too shy or, or think it's losing face for that. So we're fantastic. We take the best team with the best knowledge in our company to take this a step forward and not necessarily hold on. Oh, wait a minute. That's turf. It's my turf. It's traditional HR. So I don't say that we are doing that, but let's think it in, in another way. And if you do that, you get a very fresh mind. And you see all kinds of solutions when people start to run behind you. And talents also love it because they can step in and improve something in another discipline. They learn from it and they love it. Yeah. Right? Imagine that kind of organization and a daring you know, management team with a lot of guts that, that goes that direction. I would love it. I have not seen it. Absolutely, and it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the, the agile people coach there, which which all, all three of us are all agile people coaches, and and it's um, one that we're um, we're quite clearly differentiating ourselves from an agile people coach to an agile coach, and and just taking that point, Victor, is that you know we we take that observation stand, you know where where we look at um, issues, we look at problems, we try to identify before we sort of you know an agile people coach, and, and hopefully I'm not being too disrespectful to agile coaches, is that they would jump in and you know bring out their sort of Scrum or Kanban tools or Lean tools, whatever, and and think that that solves the problem whereas an agile people coach wears many different hats if you like you know the observer the trainer the mentor the coach and they're really looking for that way of saying well okay before we do anything we may well use some of these tools but let's change the mindset let's establish the values make sure the principles are 
are understood and, and thought through and, and where you want to go to. And then that's where we apply that, 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 that knowledge transfer, if you like, or that, that knowledge value of moving things forward. So it's not done a case of here's the tools, now you're agile. It's, it's way beyond that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and that's that's also a fresh mindset. But yeah, it, it starts with sometimes the team actually doesn't need any other support. Yeah, they they are educated to give each other feedback, help help each other, step in, find uh, courses on, uh, on 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 YouTube or LinkedIn. You know, and that is uh, that is something that uh, that 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 is maybe underestimated. And uh, what, what, what I really like in that, uh, in, in that area, if you have in your organization any islands of excellence, right, that shows already a team that's pretty mature, just stop, <laughs> drop everything that you planned for and just listen, observe and see what do they really need. And then you also find out that sometimes uh, you have a big heritage of indeed of impediments that is actually holding back the organization to improve and, and evolve itself, right? Instead of finding you know new ways to drive this change, first take away you know the impediments and the red tape of your procedures and policies yeah. that's actually holding these people back from you know improving uh, themselves in, on their, their road of you know adding value to the clients. I totally oh listen, yeah I totally agree because there's so much double work in an organization instead of you know learning from each other and just using all the expertise that there is in an organization. And that's a shame that we haven't really done that fully earlier. And I really hope that organizations open up their eyes and find the way to actually do this because magic things will happen. <laughs> Don't you agree? Yeah. Indeed, you make a good point there is that, you know, you, you don't, you know, your, your, your skills and your experience is already there. You're just not tapping into it. And I think you make a great, one of great quote in the book, Voter, is that, you know, your, your um, 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 excellence is, is yet to be untapped in, in your organization. Do you know what I mean? You, you've got people in roles who very much, you know, operate within that silo and don't expand beyond it. And so you've not really tapped into it. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, that's your sort of greatest failing, failing really, isn't it? It's not that you need new people, new ideas, uh, new skills, etc. You just need to use the got and tap into their sort of collective intelligence. Yeah. yeah. No, and that it starts with that, that, you know, trying out, you start your journey by starting. It's, it's also uh, one of the, the, I think, the, the, the nice things in, uh, in Agile people that we promote. And then it's about uh, creating a safe environment to try out, you know, uh, psychological safe to just you know, fail and, and learn fast and speak out. I, I don't understand or speak out. I have another stupid idea. Last time you found it stupid. This time, maybe it's brilliant. That's yeah, still doing that. And uh, it's too often I, I, I'm in organizations where people say, yeah, I've stopped to mention uh, my ideas because yeah, maybe they're listened to, but not followed up upon or, yeah, I'm even scared of my, my next promotion if I speak up. And, and, and we should get, get that out first, you know, because we're talking about the utopia, of course. Eh? When I'm talking about this, it's trying to get a vision to create a, a different mindset. But you can start small. Just look at the teams that are already, you know, thriving. 
And uh, an example I mentioned in my book, mentioned in my book is, uh, you, know, uh, you know, mirror the uh, Spotify model. Most people will be familiar with that, that you have uh, the Spotify model actually doesn't exist because it's so evolving. It's already different today from yesterday, probably, let alone from the book that is a couple of years old. But uh, imagine that you're in, in an organization with different silos or different specialist areas. Try and find <coughs> communities of similar thoughts or similar you know, uh, responsibilities. For, exa for example, what I mentioned about reporting, management reporting, you know, finance and, and HR both need to do reporting to management to make the right decisions right and uh, why not you know so somehow team up uh, start even with you know a shared uh, you know a team a team space to say hey this is what we're doing or this is what what the next idea is just start small and then create those communities without the boundaries of a traditional uh, department etc and, and and try and, and stimulate that so my first question was starting this okay how do you stimulate this boundary expanding in your organization if you think it makes sense uh, this could be something that hey have you stimulated have you uh, valued people because they initiated something uh, they did a brown bag lunch with different people from different uh, departments uh, is that valued or is it only valued at the end of the year the, the targets that you achieved you know uh, with a department or is this actually also a, you know a management discretion you get 5% extra on your bonus because I see you doing you know, your brown bags, uh, whatever, you know, think about these uh, things that it's uh, and, and create those role models. So these so are Berta, things when, when you're new. speaking with your clients, then on uh, items like this, when you're saying, listen, let's think about starting in small teams, you know, try it, you know, test and test and fail. And what, what's the kind of reception are you get, getting from that? Obviously, not every organization works like Spotify. Um, you know, I, I wish they did um, um, to an extent. Um, sometimes the playlists are not always great, but, you know, that's that's not Spotify's fault. That's that's their, um, 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 I, I guess, their um, subscribers, um, basically. Um, but what's, what's your sort of thoughts on on how you position that with clients and, and how how it kind of is, is received? Yeah, you know... <clears throat> And, and you mentioned it before that the knowledge is in the organization already. How can you untap that? So the, uh, the nine out of 10 clients, if you talk to actually to the teams, I, I try to find my way, not only to, you know, when management or somebody in management approaches us with a, a suggestion, problem, challenge or whatever, also to talk or maybe interview people for, and try and find the, the teams where they're, they're, they are thriving already. Then, nine out of 10 times, the management has no real clue or thorough understanding what it is, what these people, or how these people work. They know what they do or what they're supposed to do, but how this works in teams, if they work on, with agile principles, sometimes not called agile, they just have a, you know, a certain way of working and then you see, oh, well, they, they use a Kanban or they, you know, they have standards, not maybe every week, but every other, okay, whatever. And uh, uh, let them first understand it. Let them go and try and find out what are these people actually doing? Why is it so successful? Why is team A so successful and team B not? You know, it, it, it's simple. And you can have a, an, an external find that out and come with a PowerPoint. 
usually that's the first step and then say the PowerPoint says uh, there, there's a lot behind it if you don't believe it sometimes half of it they say yeah but uh, you know no but go and have a look yourself experience it so what usually uh, the, the journey is that we that we try and and and, and take the steps in and say first is to uh, let people experience together how does it work in a so have a, a game gamification we have uh, you know uh, a a business game business simulation game where you can actually find out different ways of working and you see at the end of the day okay this works this really works beyond uh, you know expectation and uh, and then you have mixed teams including two or three levels of, of management in your in those teams uh, then people find out wow okay hmm. and they can mirror that in a next day we take them the same team say okay yesterday was not not real was it yeah some things were quite uh, close to reality okay let's let's take that one by one and how can we then you know, improve it in our organization then they start to believe that things can work different mm -hmm. of course you have to then facilitate the follow-up thereof but it's better than just with an external person creating a nice powerpoint and then a top-down Okay, guys, the, 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 the teams or the, the new leadership style or the, uh, the, the values are, are now this and that. Now, that's not carried. People need to start to believe it and also start to believe that management is, is really also understanding it and behind it. Yeah. That's often the, 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 the gap. Yeah? And uh, <coughs> yeah, I don't want to be, be negative, but it's, it's really the same holds a little bit for middle management so to say what i said about hr don't fall into the trap to find a new role for yourself as, as manager middle management as the function eh? for yourself of course because you can be a very good uh, agile people coach in in such an organization but try and and forget the the concept of of management uh, you know in in a hierarchical pyramid organization you know, if you try and find that kind of role, you need to maybe move to another organization. And, and I think daring top management teams need to then actively, actively uh, you know, uh, change the uh, assignment of, of management, middle management, and, and, and get people understanding, hey, it's going to be a different role. If it fits you with that different role, fantastic. If not, let's try and find another, another place. But be uh, be honest and do that in an active way and not passive. I see too many organizations where people are lost and, and gradually feel the the the, the ground uh, is, is is slippery, and and they're not being uh, you know valued or they don't have that hierarchical power which they still start and and then again from the top management they ask for all kind of reports still on kind of micromanaged and all these things actually if you really understand those teams. It doesn't help the teams. It doesn't help your primary organization, your uh, your value chain going faster. No. So, so the blame always flies at the at middle management, doesn't it? And I noticed you put in, in your, your 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 section of the book as well about that permafrost layer. Um, there, and I think I think we all know, and I'm, I'm not I'm not blaming middle management, but that seems to be where the fault lies. Whereas, as you as you talk about operational teams, they just get it. You know, they're looking to use different ways of working. They know because you know they're at the the, the coal face. They know how things work or, or things are not working well, and you know 
you know, lots of impediments for you know whether it's goal setting or, or objectives or whatever that are beyond what 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 is necessary, shall we say, is is kind of they've just fallen to that trap. Whereas the teams on the ground, you know, and, and you beautifully illustrated it there in terms of the the tribes and the the chapters and guilds and and I love this. I think this is fantastic. And I was first introduced to this um, by, um, in a book called Tribal Unity by. M. Campbell Pretty. I don't know if you've read that, voter. It's awesome. And, and she talks about that quite openly, about those, those teams of working from an operational level, you know, not always got the buy-in from middle management or, or leaders. And, you know, and, and it's great the way it works. It almost takes people aside and say, right, okay, you know, go and do this. And, and, and they look special and people want to join those teams because they're great, because they're seen to be singled out to, to work in that effective way and everybody wants to join. And so I guess from a, 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 an operational level, this seems to work, doesn't it? It's just buying into from a, a, a middle management to a senior leadership team, you know, there is better ways of working and it doesn't have to be, as you say, that top-down traditional structure of this is the way we do things. So, you know, um, you know, it's about flipping that on its head and saying, you know, from ground up, you know. I'm thinking so if, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Eva, yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking there's a lot of <clears throat> positive things, you know, about the cross-functional work. And but what do you hear? What what do people perceive as the most positive? Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I think we, we should go beyond. If one thing this podcast could could help with is go beyond. You know, we have to prove that it works, right? Yeah. No, it's already been proven. Like ten years ago, it works. Now organizations are much more mature and have experience. Is yeah, Spotify is one example. There's many more, but don't don't defend anymore or try and, and look for excuses that our organization is different it won't work it's a, yes it's a long journey but just start right that, that's one in a positive way you can just start and it's 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 kind of simple rules in in those teams uh, that are you know this book is fantastic everything that's in this book if you if you do that you have the best organization in the world so exactly again, but <laughs> i agree <laughs> Very practical things, very practical examples in there on how you can can uh, cover your next challenge. And your next challenge, you only find out with just starting. But it starts with some guts at the top level, understanding, and uh, and and it's fantastic to see that you know you only have to be close to such a team or actually better part of the such a team. Uh, and and people people are happy, they thrive, they feel fully engaged, they feel fully you know, on their toes of their uh, added value, what they can bring on their talents and every day is improving. So next week they are better than the week before. Now, who wouldn't like to work in such an organization? So that's a, a very positive thing that I'm, I'm sure that in any organization that has already a, an IT organization of more than 10 people, there, there will be some example of working in, 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 uh, in, in, in an agile way even if they are very old-fashioned. But I'm sure that many organizations, there will be islands of excellence. You know, cultivate those and, and bring that and copy that. And, uh, you know, as a support function, finance, HR, IT, or whatever, you know, go and see whether you can have a role in there. Listen and, uh, and, and take, it, uh, take the first daring step. Yeah. 
And, and you're absolutely right, Voucher. I mean, again, I mean, let's let's call it the name of this book, The Agile People Principles, Your Call to Action for the Future of Work. It's a relatively small amount of fee to pay, but this book is an absolute Bible. If you do nothing else um, for your organization, buy this book. Voucher back, great combination uh, uh, contribution to the, the book for cross-functional. I'm sure that you've rattled off quite a few of the Agile People principles as well, Voter. Seems like you, that you're, um, um, if I cut you in half, that you, you would see the Agile People principles coursing through your veins. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a very simple, <laughs> easy thing for a company, for an HR person, or a leader, or, or anybody really in any walk of life, I, I host the, the Agile People Meetup. I give away this book sometimes for free to people who engage, contribute, just show an interest. It's an absolute gem of a book. I can't speak of it highly. It's, it is my Bible. And as Wouter says, go and look at it from a theoretical point of view. Go and look at it from practical examples. Go and look at it of where I can start making value, add some value today. It's proven. It's there. It works. Go ahead and do it. Wouter, appreciate your contribution on that. Let's keep talking. Um, absolutely thrilled to be speaking here. Eva, really value your contributions and stuff like that. Let's make Thank this you. podcast an absolute success. I'm sure it will be. We, we, we continue um, the good work of the Agile People community. We continue to do that. It's, it's what we believe in. It's what we excel at. It's, it's where we're going in the future. We're just hoping that everybody else finds the time to, to come and join us. Thanks for hosting this one, uh, David. And I'm uh, looking forward to all the next uh, chapters. And awesome. you will see also the diversity of, uh, of the, the speakers and thereby also the diversity of this book. So there's something in it for everybody. You're totally right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So before yeah, we wrap up, uh, Voucher and uh, Eva, um, any last thoughts or concerns that you, uh, considerations you want to provide just now? Our listener is listening with bated breath listen to um waiting for <clears throat> no i'm thinking i'm thinking if Wouter has some more success story to share maybe that's fun to hear <laughs> awesome yes then we can uh, have a couple of extra podcasts right so uh... <clears throat> we absolutely can you absolutely can if you've got if you've got some great success stories, yes, absolutely, to our listeners, we can definitely have another podcast. We are, in terms of podcast dropping, we are looking to do, for, starting in the second week of June, we will be, every Thursday, 1pm, we will be dropping a new episode. Um, you know, that's a promise to you. Let's make sure we don't break that promise. Anytime that you want to listen to us or find out anything, then you can find us on the podcast and whatever platform you're listening to. Um, you can also catch us at agilepeople.com, our website. You can find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and various other social media platforms, as well as you can look for our episodes at the agilepeoplecaptivate.fm um, podcast platform we are there we are plenty there's a whole tribe of us a whole community come and see us bye thank you okay thank okay. you so um, um to to voter our special guest to eva um um thank you very much appreciate that so we are the agile people collective 
Welcome to the Agile People podcast, and I'd like to say a big thank you to all our listeners who made this worthwhile, and we will hope to see you soon on another episode. Have a great day. Take care, and bye-bye.